This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and I have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Gina, hello. Hello. I was just chatting with you about a new dog I rescued. You all know I rescue animals, mm-hmm. right? And he's doing much better. Changed his name to Major. He's still very aggressive. He came from a very abusive home. He's much happier now. It's been three weeks, but it is not without its challenges. It does take a little bit of work. It is, because he bites. Yeah. He bites. He's a little Yorkie poo, and he bites, and so that's been a little tough. So that's his way of fighting. Yes, and protecting himself, and he's scared. Yeah, and he's saying scared. things that he shouldn't say. Absolutely. So what is our topic today? Arguing. Arguing and fighting and fear. So that, exactly like that little dog I just rescued from an abusive home, this is how we fight. We get frightened and backed into a corner, and we say really shitty things, and mm-hmm. we have buzzwords, and we have um, triggers that really set us off. Do you have one? Do you have one that can really piss you off? Oh, probably. <laughs> I think there's just few. one. Men always throw out there, you're crazy, or you know, you're acting crazy or something like that. That's always one that'll make me insane. You know, <laughs> that'll, prove, that'll prove him right. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. So I'm not insane, you bastard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a little levity for the show. For today. A little levity for the show. Yes, absolutely. But there's plenty but in, out there, right? And in taking this seriously. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in taking in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. How uh, do we fight fair? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not easy. That's to fight not fair. what I said. Mm-hmm. Often what we find with couples, friends, family, and whatever, you can have these fights all by yourself. You don't even need them to be there because you communicate <laughs> the same way, right? Right. You know, if you say this, he's going to say that, and then you're going to say this, and he's going to say that, and the whole thing's going to end up with, I don't give a shit, and somebody's going to walk away, and then eventually somebody will say, what do you want on your sandwich or something like that, and then it's over, right? Wouldn't it be nice if we could fight fair and figure out or find come to a good ending? I'm not going to assure everybody by the end of this podcast, you will find your good ending. <laughs> that all your fights will be resolved, but at least we can talk a little bit about the shit you shouldn't say. So things we shouldn't say in a fight. Things you shouldn't say in a fight. One being, and one of the first ones is, yes, but. Mm, the mm. yes, but. Yes, but. What I meant was trying yes. to justify. I love you, but. but. I love and you, And how but. many times have you said or I've said where's the butt in that? Like they've said something mm-hmm. and you're like, but where's the butt in that? Like yep. you can, it's implied, like, you know, it's sure. coming. So, but means I don't mean everything that I just said. I mean what I'm saying now. Okay. So that, that X's out the previous statement of I love you. And it goes straight to, but because you do this behavior, I feel this way. And we know this automatically in our brain. And so we don't hear the previous I love you. Mm-hmm. We hear, but, but you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and that pisses me off. So consequently, I really don't love you. So never say yes, but. Do you have, do you, when you have a fight with your husband, does he say yes, but? Mine does all the time. My husband and I, we don't fight a lot. I'm probably the more volatile one. I know, surprising, <laughs> right? Uh, we do over at our house. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, we're open. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's um, cheery banter. Let's throw that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cheery banter. But yes, but. So just knowing that, that that X is out, 
what you said previously. It's probably not a good idea to say yes, but. Instead, say something like, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and, and I, I get what you're saying. But one of the things that bothers me the most is this and that. But don't think that I don't love you. So you kind of reverse it. This is what is bothering me, but I love you. So okay. put, the, put the best part at the other side of yes, but. Okay? okay? The good component of yes, but. So not starting with I love you, but. Yeah. Don't start with the positive. End with the positive. End with the positive. Yeah. I think that's better, a better way to go about it. You should be more like, ooh, mm. that'll set you off, right? Yeah, comparing comparing to somebody else. You mm -hmm. should be more like, you know, your, mm -hmm. your sister or your mm -hmm. cousin or your... Yeah. Bill and his wife go out to dinner every other Thursday. How come we can't? Well, immediately your husband's going to hate Bill. All right. Right. Hate Bill, have jealousy, be pissed off and start comparing himself. Anybody, male or female or otherwise, will start comparing themselves to the people that they are jealous of. Your love language is different than your husband's love language, than my love language, or how people communicate to each other. I'm not that person. I never will be that person. And if you want to be with that person, you need to be with somebody more like that. Right. And that's what I think it that would open it up to. Well, if you if you want to be like them, then go be with them. Mm -hmm. And then what that, if they don't want them? Right. And but then that starts a whole nother fight. It does. Yeah. But the thing is, is pe people that are exactly like do are not attracted to each other. They typically do not are not attracted to each other. So they don't want somebody like somebody else. It's just one of their traits that they seem to appreciate. Right. Mm -hmm. If you try to force somebody and mold them to be exactly as you want them to be, that's not what you were originally attracted to anyways. So in a fight to say, if you were more like this person, then I guess I'm not the person for you because that's not who I was when you met me. And that's a typical thing. I am who I am. And you knew who I was when you met me. Mm -hmm. I was not that person. Don't try to morph me into somebody else. We often see a lot of women try to change men and turn men into somebody they want them to be. Do you know people like this? Do you have our girlfriends frustrating yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I do. They think, oh, well, he would be just perfect if I could change, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know what? I'll work on that. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, that's very difficult to do. And if you force somebody to be somebody they don't want to be, it doesn't come natural to mm -hmm. them. So if you feel you like, are you going to give a card? Are you going to this? You need to do that. If they never did that in the beginning, why the hell would you expect it later? So this just happens to be who the person is. It's not that they don't love you. This is just how they roll. And in the beginning, we find it enchanting and kind of cute. Oh, he forgets everything. Or she forgets and it's no big deal. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm so indignant and pissed off that you have forgotten or have not done what somebody else does. And you knew all along that that's who they were. That's who they were. We have to accept people for who they are. People tell us who they are. What do we do? We don't listen. Mm -hmm. We don't listen. All too often we think we can change them. Oh, I'm just going to show them differently. Yeah. They'll change. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to change, you're not changing. Has anybody ever tried to change you? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you would just, right. everything would be fine. Right. If you would just. Right. You know, I wasn't pissed off until you did this or that. If you would just watch the tone of your voice, then I wouldn't have freaked out on you. No, that's your problem, bro. 
Okay. That's your problem that I freak you out, upset you, and make you raise your voice. That's your problem, not mine. I've been the same person since you met me, unless I've had a psychotic break, right? Which I don't think I have. And if you find yourself getting upset about the person that I am now, uh, or I've always been that person, we just overlook it in the mm -hmm. infancy of relationships. Not to say that many relationships change, like I was just telling you and Bill earlier, my husband's going through a lot of mental health changes right now, which has not been easy. This has been extremely difficult on our relationship after 25 years. That's a long time. And plus, I've known him since I was 12. We've been married 25. And I'm working with him, helping him, trying to help him uh, get through this. A uh, strong advocate of antidepressants. I think <laughs> it's going to help. God, I hope it's going to help. Anyways, enough about me. Okay. So you should be like so-and-so. That just leads to jealousy and makes people resentful. And then for sure, they will not do what you want them to do because now they're pissed. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Dismissing your feelings. That's not what I, that's, that's not how you should feel. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you feel like that. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous, Gina. I am not sleeping with another woman. Okay. It's, it's ridiculous. You're crazy. Mm. You feel sad about this or you're upset about that. That's stupid to be upset. Why are you crying? Dismissing those feelings. Any one in number of any one of those things is going to make you angrier. Why do people do that because they don't know how to help you? Or do they do that because they're hiding something? They could be. They could be hiding something or they don't know what to say or they don't want to get into it, or they don't like emotions. Remember right here and now, ladies, we carry and fluctuate more emotion 10 times what a man does. We have more regulators of our emotions than any, any of the male gender does. That's just simply how women are built. We're built with far more emotional levels, ups and downs, depending on our age and our menstrual cycle and pregnancy and thyroid issues and a thousand things that women carry within us, a uterus and ovaries and all this adds to a tremendous amount of emotion that we have. If you think a woman's not going to cry, well, then she's probably a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's my expert opinion. You know what I mean? When women cry, women get upset. But I would venture to say that she was crying and upset when you met her. If you were hoping that wouldn't that would change, it wasn't going to change either, mm -hmm. like our past thing we were saying. Dismissing somebody's feelings, like, okay, so we'll use it in another context. If some like um if somebody says to you, That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous for you to feel that way. I don't, you know, you, you don't even know what you're talking about. There's usually some degree of truth to why you feel the way you do. And it shouldn't be dismissed. And that is once again, when you need to stop and say, as the person who's listening to this, okay, honey, what, what, what's, what's really bugging you? What, what's really going on here? Well, and I've always believed feelings aren't right or wrong. Mm -mm. They just are. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I feel. Yeah, it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just how I how it is. You know what, Liz, you made me feel blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what? You made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. OK, you know, we can have a conversation. Oh, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Or, well, yeah, you should feel that way. You know, you, you it's a different conversation, but you identify the feeling and then move on. Absolutely. And you know where we find a lot of this problem is in texting. 
Mm. Oh, because there's no tone. texting. There's no, no tone. tone. There's no inflections. There's like, um, so what's going on? So what's going on? Right. So what is up here? How are you? You know, yeah. there's where a, are you? Where, where are, are you? you? Yeah, yeah, where are you? Or you know, I'm you know, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really sick of this. I'm really, I'm really sick of this. It's really getting me down. I'm really sick of this with you. We have no idea what people are actually thinking or feeling. So a lot is lost in text. People have to be very careful what you text to each other. Thank God for the emoji. <laughs> it really helps, yeah, right? It really does. It does kind of set the tone, doesn't it? Does. It Like if you're, you know, the little crying face or the laughing or yep. the yep. upside down face. Yep, a yeah. couple of hearts. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's love behind this. There's not negativity. Sure. That you does, know. That's a way to put some emotion in it. Sure. Like, yeah. like if you get a text that is like, uh, where are you? Dot, 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 dot. What does that say to you? Uh, I'm annoyed. Right. Where are you? Right. Like, where are you with a question mark or with a heart with a little exclamation point on it? Right. That kind of thing. So that's good. But anyways, that's all with texting or, or otherwise uh, where people can't see your emotions or your inflections in your voice, things like that. But often when we dismiss people, we're discounting the way they feel. And it's very important to understand how somebody's feeling. So sometimes it may not be exactly what you're talking about and it's something different. So it's very important to say, what is going on here? What, what's up? So that means you putting your own anger to one side and trying to delve into what might be going on with the person you love, okay? Mm -hmm. that's, an, that's an easy thing to do, but it takes maturity. <laughs> and often when we fight... We don't fight fair and we don't fight very mature, you know? Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm a therapist and I still can get down and dirty if I really need to. But I try not to, but it's human but nature. it's human nature, yeah. Absolutely. That's... So what did we all agree on? Calm down. <laughs> the next one. When and people then you tell say, you calm down. Yeah, and then I say, I am calm. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that just make you so angry? It does. I calm you want to see me not calm i'll show you not calm yeah oh, I, did, that, did that come out like i've said it before <laughs> telling people to calm down is never a good i'll thing. give you calm down what would it be like if we said would you be pissed off if somebody said wait a minute let's not you take a breath but how about if we both just wait a second stop let's both take a couple of deep breaths and and think about what we want to say next isn't that mature i think i'm going to use that next time that's a good one right mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of just saying what you right. pointing fingers, you need to calm down. Yeah, you we, need to calm your ass down. We both just need to go to our separate corners. God, I'm going to use that take my next breath. fight. Yeah. Let's both of us just kind of, you know, separate for a minute, take a deep breath and think about what we want to say. So if we're saying calm down, make sure you're not focusing on pointing fingers at the other person to calm down and say, we both need to calm down and think about what we want to say next. Because when people say, when they add that, we need to calm down or you need to calm down because we're both going to say things we don't mean or I'm going to say something I can't take back, then it's like, oh, yeah, mofo, what were you going to say? <laughs> or, oh, I, I mean everything I'm saying. Absolutely. Right. I Whether you do or your mother yeah. yet. <laughs> Whether you do or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we laugh at some of this just yes. out of out of, you know, little levity. little levity in some of this, because these are very serious sure. topics that we've all been in. Yeah. And so, you know, mm -hmm. 
we kind of chuckle at some of the things that we've said. Listen, Gina, if we can't laugh about all this shit, where would we be? Yeah. You have to laugh at life. It's difficult enough. Find your funny stuff where you can. I've had some of my best laughs at funerals, really. Honestly, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Irish Catholic family. We do a lot of laughing. There we go. (laughs) All right. So calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Make it a we both need to take a breath. Stand back and think about what we want to say next because we're getting heated. We're getting heated. And let's just let's just kind of chill for a second. And if you said that to me and I'm a pretty explosive person when it comes to being personally attacked, like most people are, Mm -hmm. I would calm down. Would you calm down? I hope I would. <laughs> well, you're Italian. That, yeah, you're that. allowed to be volatile. Yeah. That's okay. What about if somebody said to you, it's no big deal? Okay? Well, it is a big deal to me. Yeah. Minimizing your feelings. That's what that means. Yeah. You might not think it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal. So to be candid, I'm just going to throw this out here. I have a patient right now. You would not believe the stuff I hear. God love my patients are the greatest people ever. A girl I'm dealing with, a young lady I'm dealing with right now is having this fight with her husband all the time because he's sending dick pics to women. (laughs) To women? Yeah, to women. To women. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. She's like, Liz, am I crazy? I'm like, no. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. That is cheating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just an example I thought I'd throw out there. What I see in the daily life of Liz as a therapist. And that would be a big deal. That would be a big deal. So, but often it's little teeny things that people get upset about. Um, And it's not huge things like, you know, you're making a big deal out of something that is not that important. But what you have to understand is obviously it's important to the person. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, addendum here. There's an addendum here. I'm not talking about dealing with a narcissist or dealing with somebody who is habitually lying to you and throwing you a line of bullshit, right? We're dealing with people here. We're talking about people that minimize your feelings and say that you being upset over them not taking the trash out or something benign like that, something low drama, you know, you're, you being upset over something small like that. Well, you know, for somebody who has a perfectionist type personality, um, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Somebody who you know, who you married, who you find their little idiosyncrasies annoying and you say to them, it's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal to them. So how could we reword this that it might come across a little bit better? It's upsetting to you. Mm-hmm. That's good. This is upsetting you. I get that. And I know you like the trash taken out or the sink cleaned out after you brush your teeth. It's usually stupid little stuff like that, right? That mm-hmm. we have our biggest arguments and then they lead on to something else. We go down the rabbit hole of your mother's you a witch. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But I knowing this about somebody or knowing that I don't it doesn't matter to me like it matters to you. I'm sorry. How about just I'm sorry. I understand that this is important to you and this means something to you. And I'm sorry. What would, it, what would it be like if we had a world where we could just say, I'm sorry? That's a huge and powerful word. I'm sorry. A couple of words. I'm sorry. People will stop in their tracks. What the hell are you going to say if I say I'm sorry? Okay. Okay. Well, we can move on from here. A hug helps. I saw a thing recently that I truly believe in. You should have at least five to six hugs a day with your partner, Hmm. whether you need it or not. 
five to six hugs. I have been hugging my husband on a regular basis. Now he's looking for his hugs. Even when I want to choke him, I hug him. Mm-hmm. Not easy to do, mm-hmm. but it does calm down the waters that can be going on in the home. So if it's a big deal to you and not a big deal to you, you say to the other person, okay, I get it. This is a big deal to you. How can we compromise? What can I do that will help you to feel better? How can I not minimize your feelings? And I know this sounds so psychobabble bullshitist, but it's true. It's true. How can I, these will squelch these things. How can I not minimize you and make, not make you feel so um, unheard? Those are all heavier words, but they hold a lot of validity. Okay. So it's about listening, really Mm -hmm. listening and not having the same argument over and over again. So one of our last ones is going to be you always, you always is a gross and radical generalization. If you always do this, you always do that. That's not even true because they don't always do that. What do you think about that one? I, yeah, I think that it, it leaves the person who you always, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're never giving them any opportunity to make a change. Yeah. You always say, or you always go to, or you always, yeah, it's giving nobody any opportunity to make a change. Sure. And it's not true because they don't always do that. If they always did that, you wouldn't even want to be around somebody like that. So it's a radical statement. It's a gross generalization of their character and who they are. So it's offensive. You know, you always do this. You always do this. How would it, would, it would come across a lot better and be a lot easier to communicate if you said, you know, when... You don't do this. It really is upsetting for me. And let me tell you why. So we need to explain ourselves to our partner, friend, or family member instead of doing the gross generalization. This is your same MO. It's the same shit you do all the time. So when you blah, 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 it makes me feel. Yeah, you can do that. That's a little deeper. Okay. That's a little deeper. But uh, it's more like, I uh, listen, this is what I see from my perspective. Like, cause, like I try to encourage my patients to always come down off the psychobabble bullshit we <laughs> see in every TED Talk mm-hmm. and come down to like human nature and just say, hey, listen, you know, often I see, you know, it seems like when we have a fight or, you know, you, you do this and I don't like that. And maybe we could work on you not doing that. Or why do you do that? Typically they're going to say, because I know it annoys you. (laughs) I know that pisses you off. And so that's why I say it. But what would it be like if you just said, you know, it's, you don't do this all the time, but sometimes when you do, it really upsets me. Or I just don't think it's the right way to do something. So So the point is, of all of these different things that we've named off here, is you taking some responsibility in the argument instead of putting all of it on the person you're arguing with, right? Sure. So if you take some degree of responsibility in the argument, that doesn't give you a whole lot of room to point fingers at me, to yell back at me, and to tell me I'm not listening or hearing you. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah. It gives us both equal opportunity to speak. And I think the best thing out of all of this that we were talking about is for each of us to take a breath. If you can just say that, wait a minute, we both need to step back, take a breath, think about what we're saying and try to find some way to resolve this because not first, I love you, right? 
So fighting fair can be a whole lot easier if you just take a second, think about it, and understand what you're saying before you say something you might regret. (laughs) Thank you, Gina. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. 